Hello everyone and welcome to The Science of Pokemon. I am your man, Veteran Lucas, and with us today, as always, is the best guy I can have on my side right now, Professor Collins. How you doing, dude? Uh, well, I'm, I, I, I guess I'm okay. You know, I'm kind of trying to keep away from the flu season. It's pretty nasty. I think I had 25% of my, my class out, uh, slowly dying, so I'm trying to keep away from that. And uh, it's been odd weather here, which has also not been helpful for the flu season. It's either ice cold or it's freezing rain, one or the two. Ouch. How about you? I'm pretty good, you know? I live in Florida, so take that whole flu thing and that that's what we got here too. We're dealing with that. But it's 80 degree weather, the sun is shining, so I feel fantastic. Ah, fun. <laughs> I mean, at least you don't have the salt all over your car, I guess. No, no, just in my toes when I go to the beach. Now, for today's episode, I was thinking it's time we do types again, because we haven't done that since episode one. So, Professor, what type did we discuss? Uh, types. You know what? Let's do something fun. Let's do glitch type, because that's I, I know there's a couple times where that actually is a thing. Yeah, the glitch type. Missing go, but I'm... Yeah, I am not a hacker, and you know the Pokemon community. It can be pretty darn toxic. Yeah. Wait. Toxic? Talking about sickness. Ah, uh, don't do it. Yes. Don't do poison it. Poison types. Ah, oh, yeah. you did it. Oh, we are going to talk about poison. Yes, this is, this is totally what we're going to do. All right, cue the music. Oh, I can't believe you did that. So in order to get to this, we first have to cover one of the biggest mistakes and biggest problems that people have when talking about poison anything, and that is the difference between poison and venom. Oh, this one I know. This one I know. Okay, okay, okay go so on. So what poison is, is an 80s hair metal band, and venom is from Spider-Man. Duh. I mean, I don't want to criticize you, but you are both right and wrong in the most way possible. Okay, so the the big thing, mistake people make is that with poison, it has to be ingested. So for something to be poisonous, you have to eat it, such as a mushroom. With venom, it has to be, uh, it has to bite you or sting you or poke you at something. So these are things like stingrays, bees, and snakes. So that's one thing we're getting out of the way. So like Pokemon should actually be venom type, not poison type. Exactly. Unless you're taking... Because you're not like eating gloom. Yeah, yeah, no one wants to touch gloom, let alone eat it. But you're right. Ugh, gross. Okay, so I want to know. I want to know something. All right. So where, where, do, where, do, where do these toxins come from? Oh, is it Britney Spears toxic? No, that's just toxic. Okay, for real, where do they come from? <laughs> okay, uh, as long as you promise never to sing that song to me. Um, one of the big <laughs> misconceptions. I cannot promise that. <laughs> and I love you for it. Uh, one of the biggest misconceptions about evolution in general is that if there's one special trait that a lot of animals or organisms share that it must have come from one singular place like the root of a tree but that is not always the case and with organic toxins that is really great evidence of that toxins have evolved separately for hundreds of millions of years in every phyla every kingdom of um, organism on this planet there's always been this this evolutionary blueprint to making weird and cool stuff 
with different toxins and poisons. Um, one of the coolest ways to describe it is with genetics. So if you go into DNA, you'll find that everything is controlled by genes. Now genes can go through mutations all the time, um, but the, one of the most uncommon, one of the sorry, one of the most common ones is going to be duplication, where a gene duplicates itself. So now it has two genes doing the same job. One of them can do the job. Well, the Bob Belcher would what, not what, want two genes. In any case, when that one gene is working on the job it needed to, that other gene can mutate and evolve. So let's say that one gene is focusing on producing certain chemicals for the pancreas. This other gene can now mutate freely without damaging the organism. So let's say that now those chemicals that were found in the pancreas are now found in different parts of uh, the stomach or different parts of the head. Uh, and then all of a sudden evolution starts to take its form, natural selection kicks in, and eventually you're coming to an organ that is utilizing all of this crazy nonsense to use it as defense or as a weapon. So that's how you get like bacteria that are toxic, that's how you get plants that are toxic, that's how eventually you get things where instead of having the toxin need to be ingested, you're having the animal project that toxin either through a bite or a sting, or in some cases even a spray. So there's a lot that goes into it. What's so amazing though, is because it all comes from different sources, you would expect them to all have different effects, but a lot of venoms have very similar effects. So for example, there are many venoms around the world where it will eat your skin alive, like it'll start to decay your flesh. Uh, there are others where they will shut down your nervous system. There are things like snake bites that can do that, and even octopus venom can do that. So there's a lot of different stuff that goes into these toxins. Virtual cocktails of all kinds of crazy nonsense can be found in one singular animal, and it all starts with the duplication of a single or several genes. Isn't that cool? Uh, terrifying. <laughs> it's only terrifying if you don't understand it. Uh, now, of course, Pollution is another thing that gets talked about a lot in Pokemon, whether you notice it or not. Since the first generation, we have had Pokemons made out of garbage or trash or sludge or poisons of some kind. Stop making fun of Mr. Mime. I'm not making fun of Mr. Mime. He is a treasure <laughs> with poison types. Um, and you notice that in our world as well, though, we do have lots of poisons and stuff going around. This is not really up for debate, whether whatever you believe or not, pesticides are made for killing bugs. We made them, but they also can kill whatever comes in contact. Like your when neighbor's you have, crops. Like your neighbor's crops or the entire species of pelican in your backyard. Uh, smog has a massive effect on birds. Uh, they found that birds were covered in soot more often in the past 150 years than not, thanks to all the recent smut we've been in the air. And toxic runoff can cause cancer or, or worse in animals or whatever it comes in contact with. Okay, so just a second. For everyone who's skeptic here, in all seriousness, I want to ask you to look at Claire Cameron Patterson. So if you're not sure who that is, he developed the uranium-led dating method. Um, and his work actually, he actually spent his life, later life, working to prove that lead was dangerous. Um, his opponents knew the risk of using lead in gasoline, but wanted profit and spent years trying to discredit him. You know, speaking of the harms that humans are causing, shouldn't be a partisan or political issue in any way. And it only becomes such when money is involved. And I, I really hate saying that because I'm a huge economics fan. Uh, just wait for a couple episodes from now. Um, you know, 
but I want to point this out because this is a true thing that we should really accept here. You know, thanks to Patterson and other scientists fighting for the truth, though, from 1986 until 1990s, lead levels found within within American blood, so within the blood of American citizens, was reported to have dropped by 80 percent. So, ooh, I mean, yeah. So you know, this this is a good thing. You know, and I know there's always all this pushback against climate science or pollution science, but it's there to protect us. And I I don't I think. For those of us who get skeptic, we kind of forget the the reason or we get swayed and forget the lesson my grandfather always taught me. He always said, if you weren't sure of someone's motive, follow the money. Words to live by. And it's important that you understand about us. We are science guys. We are not here on any political side of any political backdrop on this site. We're here to just tell you about some of the sciences. And to get in a little more on that, um, you'll probably notice that... In the Pokemon games, you found that there are lots of monsters that are based off these toxins. And what's really cool is that, even though they know it or not, there are now organisms that live off our trash. There are birds that now feed specifically on garbage or use our garbage to protect their nests. And there's even bacteria that feeds off the plastic found in garbage. So it's not really far off to say that a trash bag can become sentient and become a Pokemon. It's terrifying. Terrifying, but yes, not far off. So, okay, <laughs> let's talk about how people have used poisons, because I think this is kind of cool. So, people have been aware of dangers of toxins for a long time. I mean, in recent years, we've learned how to use it in some very inventive ways. So, rattlesnake venom, which contains a crototoxin, so it's toxic that targets uh, very specific cells. Um, using it, though, we found ways to target cancer cells and save life, which is, which is very helpful. Uh, MIT, you know, has found a way to let the peptides found in bee venom be used to track explosives so using a natural substance to track a synthetic substance which is pretty sweet and you know what uh i'm, I'm just gonna say it you know as long as people have been around we've been using venom to kill stuff <laughs> yep i mean that's, really good kind of, that's what it's there for so i mean we look at weapons we look at knives or if you have your dagger 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 sorry i just made a critical role joke i'm really sorry i apologize that was really terrible Dude, i'm a dnd guy i get it it's all, all right. good but for real you know um you know we found it in native tribes of the amazon you know we've seen it romans the greeks you know tribes in india and china using poison as well for hunting or killing you know it's something that humans realized it had um and a benefit to for when you're trying to kill yeah it's one of those things you can't really ignore about human history uh, but it's also important to realize just how much poison has an impact on this game as well as our daily lives so let's go ahead and get into some of the poison type pokemon let's do it So let's get to the fun part. Let's start talking about the Pokemon. Now, before we get into talking about the actual Pokemon, a couple things we gotta go over. First off, we're gonna talk about a specific move in the game. Like one that is really, really dangerous and most people don't seem to understand why. Um, and that move is toxic. No! So It's Belch. What? It's Belch. Belch and Toxic, I mean, they both are pretty bad, but Toxic especially is the worst, because the thing about Belch is, only a few Pokemon can learn it. With Toxic, almost every single one of them can, except for things like Magikarp, which aren't allowed to learn any other cool moves. I call Bollocks. No, no, it is not Bollocks, it is Science. With Toxic, it <laughs> technically means that if your Pokemon learns it, then it is now a Venomous Pokemon. As long as it uses that Toxin to hurt another living thing, and spits it out as an attack, oh my that God. is a venomous animal. So every Pokemon can be venomous. He's 100% right. 
Yeah, every single cute puppy Pokemon, every single Tyranitar, every single fish in the ocean. Not my Deerling, no. no. Your Deerling spits toxic acid and you should be ashamed of yourself. No. <laughs> yes. Uh, but again, it's very, very funny to realize this. I love <laughs> the fact that this actually exists. But again, super dangerous. <laughs> All right, let's talk about weaknesses and strengths. So, poison types have been around since the beginning, vera, duh, um, and, but they've become much more prevalent than newer generations. Um, at first, they were only super effective against grass and bug, but we did take away the bug strength. You know, we, we were going to argue here that bugs do gain resistance to pesticides all the time. Uh, yeah, wink, wink. Uh, but, but, you know, it's not, it's probably a coincidence. It's very clearly, you know, we've argued other things that they've rebalanced things numerous times to, because they've noticed uh, their, their, their little snap foos. Um, but they are strong against grass and fairy. And if you look into lure on fairies and magic, and even in today's literature, uh, poison and toxics destroy them. So if you've never seen this great classic, and I say great very lightly, go watch Fern Gully. Go watch Fern Gully, yeah. Yeah, Fern Gully. It's a great movie, man. I wholly recommend it. Tim Curry is a toxic cloud singing. Yes. Sign me up, fam. Sign me up. Wasn't he a toxic cloud singing in, in, in uh, Rocky Horror? He's a toxic cloud singing in every movie in some form or capacity. Muppets Pirates, you're right. Muppet Pirates, yeah. he was a toxic cloud there. Yep, you got it. Anyways, <laughs> uh, enough Tim Curry jokes. Um, so they are weak to ground and psychic. So ground makes sense because we do bury poisons. Uh, like if you live in New Jersey, uh, your house is probably within radius of a toxic waste uh, site buried underground. Yeah. Yeah, but if you bury it underground, then it'll never bother you again. Except when they catch on fire underground. It will yep. never bother you again. Okay, thank you. Uh, so what about Psychic Dope? So, uh, you know what? I'm going to make the argument. And Professor, or Veteran, I'm Professor, because clearly I'm Professor. <laughs> Duh. Veteran Lucas, I'm going to make this argument. And uh, you, you can say whatever you want against it, but I'm right. Um, it's a mind over matter thing. Like, you think of all the things that Psychic is good against. It, it's the mind over matter battles. Well, I think, I mean, there's some merit to that, but I think that it could have been a balancing issue just because, like, Poison was really strong if its only weakness was ground, so they needed to give it something, and Psychic needed a bit of a boost, so they just threw it on Psychic, but I can definitely see where the mind over matter would come from as a reasoning. Okay, so now that we got the first part out of the way, let's go ahead and talk about some of the first Poison-type Pokemon. Now, one of the first Poison-type Pokemon that ever came out was Beedrill. Uh, Beedrill is one I want to talk about. Uh, we could have talked about Bulbasaur or Nidoran or Nidorino or Nidoking, but Beedrill is especially terrifying. And after I'm done talking about Beedrill, you will be scared of it too. So Beedrill is based on... Oh, wasps. Uh, you are intentionally driving up my blood pressure and I do not approve Is it, it. working? It, I don't know. Ask my physician. In any case, they are based on bees. Um, which is not really all that shocking, but it's important to know that bees do have some pretty interesting behaviors. Um, bees are one of the most complex group of insects, with their relatives being ants, so that makes sense. They have amazing social structures, they can travel a thousand miles, they have high resistances to a lot of different things. Um, they even communicate through dancing. Yeah, you know what, my daughter actually taught me that from Magic School Bus. Yeah, it turns out that when um, bees dance and shake their bodies to um, uh, each other, it can actually dictate directions to food. So that's how they tell each other. And when I dance and shake my body, people laugh. Yeah, when I laugh, when, pe when I shake my body around, uh, people just leave. They just look they away. walk away. <laughs> We're <perfect>. done. <laughs> so 
one myth about bees that I want to clear up right away is that when a bee stings anything, it dies. But that is not true. It only dies if it stings something like a mammal skin, like ours. Our skin is incredibly thick, so the stinger gets stuck and it gets ripped out of the body. And that's why- Hey, who are you calling thick skinned? You and every other mammal. So that's a lot of you. Uh, well, what's, <laughs> uh, what's important to know about bees though is that their sting is made from a specific venom, um, but it's called metalin. It's painful, but it's not lethal unless you're allergic. It causes irritation and destruction of tissue, but Again, it's a very small animal, so unless you're stung a lot, uh, specifically between 500 and 1,000 times, you're not gonna die. However, Beedrill is a supersized bee. How much do you think Beedrill weighs? Oh, the first episode we said Butterfree was as big as my dog. Uh, Beedrill's bigger than Butterfree. Uh, 80 pounds? Actually, Beedrill is lighter what? than Butterfree. It is 65 pounds. Oh, okay. That is... That is a massive, terrifying bug, and when you do the math, uh, this total bee weight, like if we were to put all these bees into one bee drill, would be the equivalent of 260,000 bees. Holy crap. That, would... that is over a quarter of a million bees. Wow. So, think thing is downright deadly. Keep in mind, you only need, like, let's say a thousand stings to kill somebody at the max limit. This thing is 260 times that. Okay. in one giant bug form and that's not the worst part it hunts in groups so now you have this massive swarm of deadly bees ravaging the countryside i have no idea how you made it to brock in the first gym because if you met a bee drill and it doesn't like you you're done you'd be dead although yeah although in our flying episode we did discuss that anything beyond a certain weight and size couldn't fly so it kind of just sputter on the ground check out episode no. one shameless plug-in <laughs> all right um the next uh poison pokemon i want to talk about is krogunk and toxicroak uh, i'm going to focus a little more on krogunk uh, with um amphibians in general they're no stranger to poison there are salamanders and newts and toads and frogs that all carry poison in their skin uh, but poison dart frogs have a special place because it's literally in their name. Their poison is so powerful that when you touch it and it gets onto your body, you have a few minutes to live before you, you die. It's very, very dangerous. But that being said, um, in the Pokemon games, they changed Krogunk up a bit. First off, since he can spit poison at something, that means he's not poisonous. He's venomous, so he's a venomous dart frog now, which is fine. Um, what's also interesting is poison dart frogs are not aggressive. They use their poisons and their colors to deter other animals, but here, because it's a poison type, they assume that it's just going to be a jerk and fight everything it wants and just beat up people for oh, money. I don't know. God. It's just kind of a jerk. Nintendo judging all the poison animals. Uh, but in any case, um, what's cool about Krogunk, though, is that in the Pokedex, it says that its poison can be used for medication, and this is done with actual poison dart frogs. It makes a traditional Amazonian medicine called Combo. Now, Combo is created by the tribes in the Amazon out of the poison dart frog's uh, venom. And in the Amazon, they use it almost like an immunity booster. Outside the Amazon, it's been experimented on to see if it can treat depression, fertility problems, and even cancer. That being said, it is not done under a full medical trial, and nobody here should be picking up poison dart frogs. I mean, it is, to be fair, we're in America where people carry around crystals to cure things. Yeah. I mean, at least with this, there's actually evidence that it does something. It does something. You're right. It does do something. It does do something. It might kill you. 
had to adjust something. Uh, the crystals just strengthen your neck muscles because you're wearing a really heavy rock around your neck. <laughs> Sorry, I have to. Hey, let's talk about muck. I want to talk about one. All right, all right. I think... go for it. Okay, cool. So, um, one of the biggest and most peculiar difference between the Pokemon world and our world, at least in the anime, besides that one weird episode in the first season. Mm-hmm. Um, so it seems to be pretty pollution and junk free. Yeah. It's yes. Weird and clean. Anytime they do have pollution, the consequences of your garbage, sludge, or toxins, they come to life and they become your best friends. Muck! I'm so happy! Wait, I said muck. Ugh. Ugh. Yes. Mm. So anyways, let's talk about muck. Um, so, some cases, speaking of muck, they can help you clean up trash. Alolan Grimer and Alolan Muck um, are invaluable to the islands of Alola. Um, and if you remember in the games, uh, there's that guy, he's a, the, uh, the cleaner guy, and he's got, he's got them with him, and they go and clean up waste, essentially. Um, you know, the Alolan Grimer and Alolan Muck, they eat toxic trash and convert it into harmless chemicals. So this leads to a small kind of important observation. <laughs> um, so apparently with no po- pollution around, though, we would have a problem for normal mucks to exist. So the original muck would die because of too many Alolan muck cleaning up the trash. Yeah, and if, for those of you who don't believe us, when we look this up, the Ultra Sun and Ultra Moon decks are brutal. Listen to the Ultra Suns. Their food source has decreased and their numbers have declined sharply. Sludge pools have been built to prevent their extinction. So, yeah, they're going extinct. Sorry. Yay. It's yay for the mildly depressing death of a species. <laughs> All right, so uh, the next section I want to go over are some Pokemon that should be poison type. Now, there are a couple that should be. Now, out of all 800 Pokemon, there's about 71 poison types in the game. And in my opinion, that number needs to go up by at least two or three. And it's pretty funny because when I went through the list, I found that all the animals that should be poison types are ones that I have worked with closely in one way or another, which I found very, very fun. So the first is one I've worked with at aquariums, and that is Corsola, which is based off coral. Um, it is a water rock type in the game, and I find that completely unacceptable. A uh, coral is part of uh, Nidarian. They are a group of animals that are with jellyfish and sea anemones. And what's important to know about coral is that they are covered in tiny stinging cells. They're made of little polyps that grow on the back of the skeletons of other corals. So over time, they formed these massive structures that make coral and thus coral reefs. Um, if you were to touch coral, one, super illegal, don't do it, I will find you. Uh, and two, in some cases, you are going to get hurt bad. Just like jellyfish, they do have stinging cells all over their tentacles, and when you touch them, they do not like it. Um, there's one in the Caribbean, it's called fire coral. It makes you feel like your skin's on fire from the inside out. So, yeah. Don't touch it. It should definitely be a water poison type, but seriously, don't touch coral. I mean it. Uh, The second Pokemon I want to talk about is Seismitoad. Now, Seismitoad is, well, a toad, and toads are known for having lots of poison in them, and I think it's unfair for Seismitoad because even in the Pokedex, it mentions that it has poison. In its moveset, it learns Sludge Wave, and yet it is confined to being a water ground type. And I think that's not fair. I think it should be a ground poison type because toads are much better at holding on to their liquids than, say, frogs are. They're very good at being terrestrial animals. I think that they should have changed that up. Uh, There is um, a couple more, like 
Octillery. Octopuses carry venom in their beak, where if they bite you, it paralyzes you and you stop breathing. Uh, for some reason, though, people think that Mantine should be a poison type. Wait, who? I've just met people like, why isn't what? Mantine one? And I can explain that very easily. Wait, why would they think Mantine should be one? Because they hear, oh, it's a ray. Then they assume that it's the same as a stingray, which it's related to, but not the same. I know! What? It's very clearly a manta ray. I mean, it's got the weird head things, which are like the mouth things on the man. I mean, it's very clearly a manta yeah, ray. Manta rays are giant. I mean, anyone who thinks it's a stingray, I should go punch them. Hey, man, they don't that's know what, what I want to do every like. day in my job. But that's the thing. Uh, with Mantine, he is based on rays. Rays can have stinging barbs, even large ones that live in the river systems. But Mantine is based on a manta ray. Not all rays have stingers. Manta rays are pretty darn peaceful, and they're so big that most things aren't going to mess with them. Now, to top all of this poison type nonsense off, we're going to talk about some future poison types, ones that I would like to see in the game. So, first off, let's talk about insects. Uh, there's one insect that definitely needs to be in this game. Uh, have you ever heard of the Bombardier Beetle? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It was on, um, oh, God, I can't remember if it was Life or Planet Earth. It was on one of those BBC documentaries. It's a thing that goes... Sure. Right? <laughs> uh, but with the... <laughs> it like it like explodes. That's what's really cool about it. So in its abdomen, it mixes chemicals together and then fires them out, almost like a sticky spray of burning napalm and pain. Uh, this beetle is absolutely terrifying to deal with, and of course, terrifying animals need to be turned into Pokemon or given guns and turned into Digimon, one or the other. In any case, it should be a poison bug type. But just like Halucha, I think it should get a poison fire double type move, like um, uh, like it's like Halucha's special move. Uh, next up, I think we should add another okay. poison flying type. Uh, Golbat and his ilk are poison flying, but I think there's room for another one. And I would like to suggest uh, a bird, the hooded patooey. Yes, that is what it's called. Chewy, like the sound you make when you spit. Uh, this one is from New Guinea. Uh, one day, a museum was going over some bird samples that were collected, and they decided to pick up and handle the bird. Because, you know, it's a bird. What, what's the worst that can happen? Yeah, the, the dude's hand went numb. Seems that this bird is picking oh. up a similar strategy as the poison dart frog. The poison dart frog gets poison by eating ants and sequestering, holding their poisons from the ant inside their body. The um, hooded patui does the same thing with other species of insect, where they will store the poison all throughout their body. It goes into their feathers, their major organ systems. So if anything touches this or tries to consume it, they are going to be in for a horrible surprise. It's not lethal, but it is downright uncomfortable. And I think it would make an amazing new flying type Pokemon to just have this poisonous bird just spitting acid at people. <laughs> Finally, uh, we have two mammals that would definitely make for great Pokemon. One, I'm not going to spend too much time on. Uh, that would be the Platypus. Yeah, Platypus. Yes, they should be a water poison type. Yes, they do have venomous spurs. Yes, if they make an Australia game, it should be one of the starters. Like, we all know the Platypus is venomous at this point, And if you didn't, you know now. There's one highly overlooked animal that lives on multiple continents that has venom and most people don't know. And that oh. is... Oh, the house oh, cat. Oh no, that would that would make house cats actually interesting. No, it would be the shrew. So for those who don't know, a shrew is a small mouse-like animal which is closely related to moles and hedgehogs. Uh, shrews have a couple of things that make them horrifying. Uh, for starters, their metabolism is ridiculous. 
ridiculous. They are processing energy so fast that if they don't eat within a few hours at a time, they're gonna die. So imagine having to wake up every three hours and hunt down your food, <laughs> only to wake up in another three hours to do it again. Wait, you mean people don't do that? I mean, yeah, but none of us are truckers, so they're not. We're not going to be doing that. Uh, what's important to know, though, about the shrew is that they also carry venom in their system. They have venom. It goes to the grooves of their teeth, and it's not a oh well, it rubs this stuff on itself, or oh, it, it collects flowers and puts it on. No, it is actually carries venom, the grooves in the teeth, put it into the body, it's not an infection going in, it is downright venom, and it has enough power to kill 200 mice if used all at once. Now, it has other things going for it, like it's the only terrestrial mammal to have echolocation, which is hardcore as hell. Uh, what's even cooler than that, though, is that I think it should be a normal poison type. I think it would be awesome. I think it would be a first of its kind, and it would have the fighting type uh, neutralized pretty quickly. And I think it would just be an awesome Pokemon to have. And you'll like this part. Uh, guess where they're found? Uh, France. You're close. They are found in France, but also parts of Europe, including your favorite country for the next generation. Oh, oh we're going to Spain. You think we're going yes. to Spain. So if we are we're going, going to Spain, we, we don't know yet. Calm down. Put pedal on conspiracy theories here. Tell you what, guys, we, get ready. We're all going to Spain. If we are going to Spain, I will battle ready make any Pokemon you want. Yes, we're going to Spain. Ugh, whatever. In any case, that does wrap up the Pokemon, so let's go ahead and wrap up this episode. Oh, wait, wait, wait. Hold up, hold up. I made a mistake. We have to do something before we get to the ending. I believe we have a couple of thank yous and announcements. We do. We do. Um, we have to announce our winning team, and it was ready. Wait for it. Team Dog! Yes! All those fake accounts have finally paid off. <laughs> I mean, nothing. <laughs> Con continue. <laughs> so thank you, guys. We appreciate those who took their time to show its support. Uh, we have prizes for Trey Lewick and Scott Swink. I hope I'm pronouncing those correctly. And we'll be contacting you to get your prizes. Um, we also want to give a thank you to everyone who's supported us so far. Every person who's given us ideas, every person who's let us advertise, especially, we appreciate it. We are a small podcast. We understand that. And we want to grow this community into a place where we can learn, have fun. And without you guys, um, we wouldn't be able to do that. So I want to give a shout out to Pokemon, Ultra Sun, and Ultra Moon, Trades, Battle, Fun, and more. Great Facebook group. Really fun. You guys let me post where they need to. So, um, I also want to thank uh, Kent State Pokemon League, uh, the fact that you let me spam your page all the time for other stuff, too. Uh, but seriously, all your support you guys have shown me, it was nice meeting you all. And thank you to the Eastern Ohio, Western PA, Northern West Virginia, Play Pokemon groups. Uh, I guess every group that AJ Schumacher is involved with. Uh, I, I'm sorry for spamming your groups, and thank you, AJ, uh, for all the support with other Pokemon endeavors. I want to give a special shout out as well to two groups on Facebook, Pokemon Fans Unite and Pokemon The New Generation. Uh, without your group, me and Matt would have never met. Me and Mr. Professor Collins would have never met. Oh my met. god, that's right! That's right! Yeah, that was it. Like, we met there when I was spamming random Pokemon <laughs> science facts. So yes. it was on your page. So yes! Thank you. Thank you. Um, and uh, thank you to Pokemon Online 3DS and Pokemon Central Facebook groups as well. Um, I want to also say thank you to PokeLogic Facebook group and Nintendo Game o Lounge. I'm Nintendo Game o Lounge. Thank you so much. Uh, your memes have kept me laughing for a while now. You guys are awesome. <laughs> 
Thank you, True Pokemon Gamers, the mother of Mew community, and Island of Magical Pokemon Facebook group. And a final shout-out to my homeboys at the Florida Gamers group. You guys are awesome. Represent the South. You know the good part of the South, not the bad part of the South. <laughs> I didn't know there was a good part. Uh, below Orlando, but not past Miami. Shots fired. Um, <laughs> and I want to give a very personal and special thanks to Puckle and to Thatch over there and all the support all of you guys showed us when we were getting started and all the support you showed me uh, with my endeavors last year. You know, thanks, Thatch. Thanks, man. I, I really appreciate it. All right. With all the sap out of the way, let's go ahead and wrap up the show. Well, that was fun, but again, guys... Unless you're terrified of poison. Yeah, as you should be. As you're all terrified to go outside, that means we've done our... <laughs> um, <laughs> the fun doesn't have to stop here. Okay, so that's right. Uh, find us on social media. We want to hear from you and continue this, uh, this growth here. Uh, we want to have your input, too. You know, we are smarter together than we are alone. We're going to start uh, following up with our episodes on Twitter and on our Facebook pages and our Facebook group uh, after each episode talking about the things we discuss in the episode, pictures and so forth, just because, you know, we want you to see what we're talking about. So um, we are, we did mention the Twitter. We do have at PokeScience, drop suggestions for episodes of things you want to talk about. As the professor said, I'll actually be putting pictures of the different animals we talked about or even snippets of the Pokedexes as you guys get a look at what we're talking about. Again, that's at PokemonScience um, and it is um, on Twitter. Yeah. Um, so, also, please and thank you. Subscribe on Podbean or iTunes. You know, stay up to date for each episode. You know, uh, and I, I'm asking, you know, give us a five star review on iTunes. And what we're gonna do is we're gonna pick some next month, and we will read them for everyone to hear. So here's here's my challenge to you: come up the come up with the most ridiculous thing that you think you can get us to say. And we will have I to will say definitely, it. We will have to say it. I will definitely say it. I will say it. Oh, I, I'm in I too. No I'm shame. totally in. Let's do it. Um, if any of these are too fancy for you, um, shoot us an email. I get it. Not everyone's into social media, but almost everyone has an email. Of PokeScience at Yahoo.com. We will reply as quickly as we can, although Facebook is the fastest way to reach us. Um, yeah, so if you're, if you're not an 80-year-old grandma, I love my jokes. My jokes are great. Um, you can find yeah. us on the PokeScience page on Facebook and the Science Pokemon group on Facebook. Um, the Facebook.com slash group slash Science of Pokemon. That's where you can find us as well. Um, sorry again for keeping driving this home, guys. I get it. Shameless advertisements only funny the first time. But we want you to guys to come see us. Say hi. We like this community. It's why we got into Pokemon and stay into Pokemon is the community. And we're hoping we can hear from you and make our own little community. We get it. We're not the biggest thing in the world, but we could be. Yeah, and you know what? We will be – we're going to be scheduling here. There, we were just talking about some conventions and so forth that we will uh, be in attendance at. You know, uh, this is for you guys. You know, we're mm -hmm. two science fanatics and – we enjoy Pokemon, so we do, we're doing this for you to share something that we love. So thanks for coming out, and we hope to have you back next time. Bye-bye, everybody. Bye.